You've got work friends, you've got best friends, and now you've got ghoul friends. Hello and welcome to episode 113 of the Ghoul Friends Podcast. I'm Celeste. And I'm Caitlin. And Caitlin, we have committed a sin. What did we do? Do you know what sin we've committed? No. We've put our Christmas tree up before Thanksgiving. <laughs> we did. We did. I'm not even that mad about it. It looks so cute. Hot take, is it wrong? It's but definitely you're... wrong. <laughs> it's, it's definitely, definitely wrong. wrong. <laughs> Tell me I'm not going to do it. No, because we decorated uh-huh. the office that I work at yeah. for Christmas, which was not my choice, but it got me kind of in like the little like holiday spirit. And typically we will decorate the mm-hmm. night of Thanksgiving, like yes. Thanksgiving night Pretty much, is yeah. when we most recently put up our Christmas decorations. Yes. However, I needed some serotonin. You so. did. And I, you know, I kind of made me laugh because we were talking about it. Um, and we can talk about this separately in a minute, but we're going to Nashville for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be gone. Right. Um, and we were talking about it and we said, oh, you know, when we get back, we can spend that weekend putting our Christmas stuff up. Yeah. And I was working yesterday and all I hear is Caitlin's little pitter patter feet go into the <laughs> guest room where like our storage closet is. And all I hear is like boxes start <laughs> rustling. And I'm like, yep, <laughs> I know exactly what's happening. Here. We are Christmasing right <laughs> and Caitlin now. Caitlin announced that it was time to put up the Christmas decor. <laughs> So that's what we did. And then we went to Hobby Lobby because we not, we wanted more Christmas decor. And oh my God, it was popping. It was insane. Like, I, like the entire population of Charleston had gone to Hobby Lobby. <laughs> there was not one single, there was like four or five of, like, of us, like cars, driving around looking for a parking spot. And you had to wait for someone to like pull out and It's leave. insane. Yeah. yeah. Uh-uh. It was insane. That was nuts. It was nuts. However... Christmas decor right now is 50% off at Hobby Lobby. <laughs> and we did some work. I love how we have listeners, too, that are outside the U.S. And they're probably like, what the fuck is a Hobby Lobby? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a giant store. It's like a craft store, I would say. Mm-hmm. Crafts. And, like, more decor Home decor. Like, decor. Picture frame. It really, just mm-hmm. anything house or craft-wise. It's kind of a weird mix of things. Yeah. Like, you can decorate your house and you can paint on a canvas. Yeah, you can just get it all done in one store. Paint. Just paint everything. Could build a dollhouse. <laughs> yeah. I've been to that creepy section. Yeah. I'm like, doll stuff. no, thank you. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, they do have nice, uh, decorations. So we went and we went with the rest of the city because apparently everyone else had decided to go too. Yep. They did. But yeah. It was fast though. Yeah. I mean, there was like a lot going. of people in the aisles, but the line went through pretty fast. Yeah. And it looks great. feels very festive now. It does. The weather has finally cooled off. So it feels we like the heat on. holiday-ish. Yep. Yep. We do. So yeah, I think we're in a, a good spot. Short week next week. Yes. Yeah. That's going to be good. Yeah. We get to go see Gabby Gould. That'd be fun. Yep. And mom and papa will be in there too. Well, we saw them last night. So. <laughs> <laughs> but they're going to be there. They're going to be there. Yes. Absolutely. It'll be the five bus. Yes. So it'll be good. We'll get five Seymours in Nashville. It's scary. Buckle up, Nashville. <laughs> well, and God bless mom and dad because, like, um, we've talked about it a little bit before, but Gabby recently moved into um, her own, like, apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, she had been living with people in a house, and um, I think people kind of went their separate ways. So she decided to get a smaller place for just her and the cat. And, um, our tea. Our tea. And it's two bedrooms, so obviously we're going to stay in the second bedroom. Mm-hmm. 
And Seymours do not typically do well when there's more than four of us in one (laughs) enclosed space. We are not a a touchy-feely bunch. We do not do well when crowded together. We're like the animals that start killing each other when we're trapped in a container. It's true. So I think the best part of it is, is like when somebody is done, mm-hmm. like there's no hard feelings or anything. Like, all right, it's time for you to leave. Or like, all right, we're done. Like we're leaving. Yeah. No. Like it's just, we're done. No. And like anytime we take a big trip together too, when we come back, it's always like, well, I'll talk to you in a week because I'm sick of you <laughs> and I need some time off. So. Well, and like with my family, it was like everybody did the same thing. Like that's. If one person's doing it, we're all doing it. I like mm. that. Like Seymour's, you could say like, "Well, today I want to go do this." And we're it's very like, independent. Oh, okay. Yeah, like that's fine. It's never like yeah. Big deal. No, we don't all have to go do the same activity. Mm-hmm. There's some things we enjoy doing all together, but yeah. for the most part, um, no one's feelings get hurt if you need to take a trip to the grocery store by yourself <laughs> because you're about to lose your mind. <laughs> yes. So yeah, looking forward to it. Um, me too. Good. Good. I'm excited to see the place. First gluten-free Thanksgiving will be interesting. It's only one for the books. <laughs> we were at dinner last night and that beautiful bread bowl came around and I was like, oh. Jeff's <laughs> just like, I know this is kind of mean, but I'm still going to eat this. <laughs> Go for you it. gluteny bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is going to be a gluten-free Thanksgiving. It's going to be fun. Yeah. I mean, I think we've made all the modifications we needed to to get it, but we still get to have all the, all the good stuff mm-hmm. that you would normally have. So it's true. It's true. And it's worth, worth your face looking radiant and not having rosacea. Except right now it's a little dry and red because it's, it's cold as shit outside. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. No, but we're getting back on track. We are. Yes. Well, it's really, we've got to clean the house. The house is stressing me out. Mm-hmm. Not that it is dirty, but I, you know, you got to get a good clean in. Well, and just the boxes and, Christmas decor, leaves shit glitter. everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> glitter dust. You know, yeah. kind of everything behind. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. I think we've got cleaning, um, and then really just getting things done. So you're, back, you're going back to the office on Monday. Monday. That's exciting. That is. It's going to be um, an adjustment and something <laughs> new. And I mean, it's almost been two years since you've gone like into work. I've never been to that office either. That's so crazy. That's the. I think that's the more anxiety-inducing part, just because I've seen it from the outside, but I've never been in. Yeah. But um, you know, they've got it all figured out. They're going to make sure we gotta we get where we gotta go. Yeah. So gonna be good. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. What time do you go in? I'm gonna go in probably first thing yeah. in the morning. Um, try to be there because I, I have meetings most of the day, so try to get there early. Noise. Yeah. The cats are going to be like, what the fuck? I know. <laughs> like, Did they abandon us? <laughs> what on earth? You're going to get here for lunch and be like, what? what? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Good. What else is Um, we got all our Christmas shopping done. We did get all our Christmas shopping. We're high five. Tell you what, Etsy, if you're looking for someone to sponsor... <laughs> You just call us because we'll tell you. Give us the call. Well, we like to do small business. Yes. Especially now. And we're it's lazy. Important. <laughs> well, you can just sit right on your computer know, and order everything. And it's it's just magical. Right. And listen, I'm going to give Etsy, if you're listening, I'm going to give you a little shout out right now. If you are like us and you don't like to people, yet you like to buy from small business and get handmade, homemade, lovely looking gifts, then Etsy is for you because you don't have to go people anywhere and it just shows up at your door. Magic. And it's all done through one app. Like you can buy from 10 different stores and it's all done in one place. So it is nice. It's the second year that we've done everything. Yep. Online. Yeah. On Etsy and it's done. Pand- pandemic is, I'm sure Etsy and like 
things like that have exploded since the pandemic. Yeah. You can't really, I mean, you can now, it's starting to Open back get better, again. but um, just everything is right at your Right at your thumbs. Mm-hmm. It's true. And I feel like in a, in the past two years when like small businesses in general have taken a huge mm-hmm. hit economically, I think it's a, a great thing you can do to support, you know, not only business in your area, but you can support, I mean, we ordered from all over the country yeah. and, um, yeah, it's a great way to do it. Uh-huh. Agreed. Um, agreed. Indeed. Let's see. Anything else we got? Um, you were trifling. Because. Oh, trifling. I go to find an outfit yesterday and go into your closet. What shall my little eyes see through my hoodies in your <laughs> damn closet? The hell? You know what? What? I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing to say about that. But I do see that you have one of mine on as revenge. Because that's it's Caitlin Tax. Fair. <laughs> this is what you get. Very fair. No, I feel like our clothes just get like. Well, yeah, we do share there are like a few shirts and stuff that we mm-hmm. trade. Yeah. But yeah. The hoodies were non-negotiable. Those those, no, are, mine. those are yours, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Forgot about that till right now. This is shit you fight about when you're married, folks. <laughs> um yeah, I guess that's it. We had a yummy dinner last night with mm-hmm. our parents. Yep, that was good. Beautiful sunset. Yeah. There was an eclipse, apparently. Missed that. Kathy got up at 3 <laughs> o'clock in the morning to watch. <laughs> um, we were definitely not going to be up for that event, but That's I heard true. it was beautiful. Um, so, <clears throat> remember I was telling you about, I think it lasted, I, I think the fact that I read was wrong, about the three minutes, or 20 minutes, the Falcons and Patriots um, oh, score. You yeah. know the joke of like 3 to 28? Yes. Because we were down 3 yes. to 28 and then came back and won. Epic game. Well, it wasn't. Yeah, that was amazing. But do you want to know something funny? Mm-hmm. The Patriots score was 25 to 0. Yeah. What's 28 minus 3? 25. <laughs> I had to do that in my head. I was like, popcorn. <laughs> we don't math funny. too good. That is funny. Yeah. Well, there you go. See? It was supernaturally destined. <laughs> it was. Yeah. I read somewhere that the eclipse was going to last like three hours and 28 minutes, but um, I think it was like six hours or something. Yeah. May I say that it was a couple of years ago, but um, if you remember from the news, there was a huge eclipse and actually one of the viewing zones was here in Charleston. We like got out of work early. Like well, my office shut down. Oh like, yeah. You need to go home and like watch this because it's going to be incredible. And it was, we lived it in our was. condo and I remember we walked into our parking lot and like it got dark, <laughs> like well, in the dark. middle, of, it, but it was in the middle of the day. Yes, yeah, yes. like it was a solar eclipse. Two yeah. in the afternoon, I think, somewhere around there. So it was like a bright, sunny day, and then all of a sudden it got dark. And I remember like the frogs started peeping, like, like the birds, yeah, cricket started chirping. It was just like it was nighttime. It was weird. And then all of a sudden the sun comes back out, and, and the birds were like, "The fuck? <laughs> like, what the hell?" <laughs> and then it was done. It was the weirdest, like. It was thing weird. To it was see. really cool. It, it was, was really cool. I'm glad that it happened where we lived. Yeah, no, it was cool to be able to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, I am. Do you? How many do you have? Um. So I've got three. Oh, I have one. <laughs> <laughs> I have one. <laughs> um. What are we talking about? Do you want to give an intro? I yeah. I mean, did you follow what I did? I did. Oh, okay. Well, then haunted res- restaurants. Yeah, haunted eating places. You know, 
I think I'd haunt a restaurant when I die. Like a Ruby Tuesdays. <laughs> don't don't hate on Ruby Tuesday. Their salad bar is fucking dope. Wherever you are, Ruby Tuesdays, just over the North Carolina Tennessee line. I love you because <laughs> you are amazing. I think about you often. Yes, I do think I'm, I'm a little sad we're flying and not driving because, like, I would make a pit stop at the Ruby Tuesdays again. And if you haven't listened to the episode where we talk about the significance of that Ruby Tuesdays is seven years apart of us. Like finding the finding same. It, it, that's weird. Because our fat asses haven't changed in seven <laughs> years. We're like hungry. Food. Food. It's perfect though. They're salad bars. Oh, it's mad. Dope. Love it. Yeah. I know. I was kind of hoping when I was looking through these to find like a haunted Applebee's or something I could talk about, but we did find the haunted Walmart there one time. You know, it gave me hope that, you know, there probably is a haunted Applebee's out there in the world somewhere. Probably. But um Well they yeah. can sling a crouton right to my face. Exactly. Oh, except they can't eat a crouton. Oh. Ruby well, Tuesdays does have the best croutons. Oh, man. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> that was awful. Like, when we discovered the other day that McDonald's hash browns are not gluten-free. But Chick-fil-A's are. That's fair. Yeah. Same. <sighs> they need to come out with a gluten-free biscuit, and then I'll be... Did I not make the most delicious gluten-free biscuits, like, two weeks ago? You did, yes. But I would like Chick-fil-A to make a spicy chicken gluten-free biscuit with those hash browns. You try fun. <laughs> Just try fun today. The heart wants what it wants. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, do you want to start with one? And sure. I'll do mine. Mine's pretty big, but okay. And then you can do your other two. Sure. So I was looking around and, you know, trying to stick with the theme of restaurants. Um, there are many haunted restaurants, just FYI. So there was no shortage of them to choose from. And two of mine are actually in New Orleans. Okay which is my favorite place that I've never been to. <laughs> and I am very tempted because they just opened a new airline that goes direct from Charleston to New Orleans for like $80. And I want to go real bad. So that would be fun. just throwing that nugget out there. Okay, gotcha. But not in the summer. I want to go in the fall or winter. Noted. So, and this is on my list of places I want to go to. Excellent. So this is called Lafitte's Blacksmith Shop. Excuse my phone. Oh, it's TikTok. Probably Gabby sending me a TikTok. She she, she, she do be like that sometimes. Um, So, yes, Lafitte's Blacksmith Shop. It's located on the corner of Bourbon and St. Philip Street. Um, Much like New Orleans, it's old as fuck, and it's estimated to be built between 1772 to 1791. And, again, not having been to New Orleans myself, I'm kind of speculating on this, but you see the name Lafitte a lot in New Orleans. So that kind of led me to look into, like, who is who Lafitte? Yeah. Who, who be Lafitte? Who be you? Um, so the question is, who is Jean Lafitte? So he's kind of a local hero, essentially, in New Orleans. Um, so to give you some background on him, he was born between 1776 excuse me, and 1780. You're excused. His birthplace is not really known, but some think he was born in Haiti. Um, he did have an older brother named Pierre. And in 1784, um, there is documentation that shows that the brothers were living in New Orleans with their mother. So their mother was married to a man named Pedro Aubrey, and he worked as a merchant. Um, And this was kind of how the boys first got exposed to the um, like trade of merchants and got really, really familiar with the different waterways that are around New Orleans. This led to the 1800s when the boys and the brothers decided they wanted to start a smuggling business. And this quickly became very successful. Nice. Until, and this kind of gets a little dicey, in 1808, 
Congress passed an act called the Embargo Act, and basically this was in an effort to cut off trade with the British. This also meant American ships could not dock in foreign ports. Bad for, um, you know, the importing business, for sure. Um, However, this was real good for the Lafitte brothers' business, because if you can't get it the legal way, you're going to try and get it the illegal way, hence the smuggling. So business blew up. They were able to hire more people to work for them. A lot of these people were sailors who had lost their jobs due to the embargo, and they decided they were going to get into the smuggling business as well. Embargo? Fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Um, And while my guess is that the the locals in New New Orleans necessarily did not agree with how the goods were being brought in, Mm -hmm. they were just happy they were. So they were fine with it. They were kind of like, that's fine. Um, On November 13th of 1812, the brothers were arrested, but they ended up making bail for the smuggling. Um, Pierre was arrested again in 1813, but Jean just continued the smuggling business on his own. So he just left his brother in jail (laughs) to keep going. Sounds about right. Yeah. So in 1814, Andrew Jackson actually granted pardons to both the Lafitte brothers in exchange for their help in defending the city. Basically, um, Jackson knew that the Lafitte brothers knew the waterways around New Orleans very well. And this ended up with the brothers and their employees um, helping to defend the city in December of 1814 to January of 1815. And because of this, he's kind of considered like a local like hero okay. in New Orleans. So you'll see the name Lafitte a lot. Interesting. So that's kind of some background on him. I like that. Well, Lafitte himself, himself is still hanging around nice. in New Orleans because he does haunt the blacksmith shop, which okay. is actually a bar. Um, so he's frequently seen in the bar and he usually appears as a full body apparition, um, and people usually notice him watching kind of from the darker corners of the bar. Um, and usually he's spotted on the first floor by the fireplace. Okay. Now, another fun fact, uh, the bar is, itself is mostly lit with candles because there is no electricity in the majority of the building. So it's very, like, I guess, reminiscent of how it would have looked. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if this has an effect on, like, attracting spirits, if it kind of mimics what, it, you know, a person would have seen that back in their time. Yeah. Uh, let's see. On the second floor of the building, there's a spirit of a female who was thought to have lived and died in the building <clears throat> in the 1890s. Now, this is kind of creepy. She's known to be very chatty, and she's known to whisper into visitors' ears no. when they're on the second floor. No. Oh, I don't even like people doing that in my ear. Get out of here. I do it all the time. <laughs> hey, little mama, let her whisper in here. <laughs> I'm like, get out. <laughs> no, thank you. I just like to scare you. It's just like the breath, the sound of like... there's got to be a phobia where you like cannot stand like certain sounds i know people have that with chewing yeah but i like it's got to be one too because i don't like that either then i will continue to do it um the final kind of haunting of lafitte's blacksmith shop are that bright red eyes are commonly seen in the corners of the bar. That's weird. They will make eye contact with people and then disappear. Mm-mm-mm. And from what I read, the unfortunate kind of conclusion is that... Um, You're about to die. Well, usually ghosts don't have red eyes, so they think this could be something demonic, which mm-hmm. is no bueno. Yeah, that's not good. Um, and just as a note, you can obviously go enjoy a drink or eat at Lafitte's uh, Blacksmith Shop. You can also take ghost tours through it. Oh, cool. So... Highly, it's added to the list. We're going to have to spend two weeks in New Orleans to get all my shit done. Um, That does sound like fun. Yeah. That's that's a good one. Yeah. I love New Orleans, yeah. I would love to go. Yes. Let's do it soon. Let's do it.
Are, are they still doing the Breeze? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they still run that. Nice. They're cheap, too. It's like 80 for a like round trip for one person. I mean, we could fly for under like 200 bucks. That'd be sweet. Yep. Can we go during Mardi Gras so I can see some boobs? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. Ready? Yes. Hit me. One if by land, two if by sea. That is majestic and very long for a restaurant <laughs> name. <laughs> Where is that? Um, this is located at 17 Barrow Street in the West Village of New York City's Manhattan Borough. Oh, okay. So. Gotcha. New York City. Yes. New York, New York. Um, it is a very upscale restaurant. Uh, so, you know, I had to look up the, the menu. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, what, what we got cooking up? Yeah. It's good cooking food. All right. Do you want to know? You only have two options for like, you have more options than anybody. I was like. To dine there, there are two options. First is you can do the three course meal. Which okay. Is like a appetizer. Fix. Yep. Okay. Um, so there's like a list of appetizers. There's a list of entrees and there's a list of desserts. Yeah. Okay. So, or you take a guess at how much it is. For that whole thing? There's only two prices on the menu. Okay. And that includes the three course. So the, the three courses for one person is how much? Two hundred dollars. No, one hundred and twenty-five. <laughs> Damn, that's still. I mean, what well, you gotta like weigh that though. Is that? I don't know. Is that expensive for like in a really high scale restaurant? I don't know. I thought it was expensive. Well, I say to us, would we you, don't eat there. I mean, there's two. I mean, that would be at least two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, that's true. I for see two your point. people, and that's not including like wine, which is like it was like eighty dollars. Like, like I'll have a coke, <laughs> water, please, <laughs> with lemon. <laughs> that'll be $40 for lemon. <laughs> um, well, it's safe to say we will probably not be dining there anytime soon. No. Um, but you also can do a seven course, which is just like a tasting of everything. Oh, okay. So it's like seven little, little things, things okay. um, for $159. Listen, if they don't have it spinning around, like be my guest and beauty and the beast, then like that ain't worth it. My friends, jeez. I just can't imagine. And you know, it's probably like tiny portions too. Cause I feel like the like more upscale you are, the fancier little, you are, the, the literal, tiny, like the little tinier they get. Yeah. yeah. Like one bite. And I'm like, what? Yeah. And they're like, that's a hundred dollars. So she fancy. Yeah. Um, it, ha- it was like a pretty standard like menu. I would say mm-hmm. um, there were a few no goes for me. Um, octopus was one of like mm, real octopus. I've had octopus. It's mm-mm. it's not good. It's not my favorite. What did it taste like? Kind of rubbery, honestly. <laughs> it's like because I don't mind calamari. Like I like. I calamari. love calamari. Yeah, mm-hmm. when it's done right, if it's done poorly, it's really awful. It can be bad. But this was like it's definitely like more rubbery than calamari. So that it was not my favorite. Uh, yeah, I don't think I would eat it ever. Mm-mm. I don't think I would try. There's some things I just never would try. I tried it when I was on study abroad because mm-hmm. we took a trip to northern Spain, um, Galicia, and that's where it's a um, really big kind of delicacy up there. So mm-hmm. I mean, you got to try it at least once. But no. um, I did, and I was like, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I also would never try kangaroo. Oh, I've tried that. Too. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've traveled way more than I have. In your life. I mean, it's it's unfortunate. I don't like thinking about the cute little kangaroo, but um, that I didn't terribly mind. It was, it kind of, they say, like, tastes like chicken. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't terrible. Yeah. I also tried emu. That was not good at all to me. The fuck is an emu? It's like kind of an ostrichy looking bird. 
Oh, Lemu, Emu, yeah. and Doug. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Again, if you're not in the U.S. Yeah, you know, it's not going to make much sense. <laughs> um, yeah, that was like, it was very gamey. And I was just like, Ooh, yeah. I don't like gamey. I don't like venison, mm. deer. The only venison I ever liked was my grandmother's venison. Mm-hmm. She made amazing food to be in with, but otherwise I wouldn't. Everyone's like, what are y'all doing in the U.S.? Like eating deer? <laughs> so in the South, I will preface this because I don't, I guess people all over the country probably eat deer. I don't really know. I don't know. <laughs> but down south, it is a kind of a common thing because uh, there's a usually an overpopulation of deer. Mm-hmm. So hunting is allowed for that. Um, and I think, too, like, my grandparents lived out in the middle of the freaking country. Like, yeah. it was really, they did not believe in wasting anything. So, I mean, it all got used one yeah. way or the other. So. Yeah. Yeah. But still, I, I would never, like... I really want some venison today, please. <laughs> oh, thank you. Or liver. No. Ew. No. <laughs> no. I'll tell a quick story here. When I was growing up, um, my grandmother's house was right next door. I mean. I mean, literally, you could throw a rock and hit your grandmother's yeah, house. Yeah. We were, I mean, you could just walk up the hill and it's, you're there. Yeah. So if I didn't like what my parents were cooking for dinner, <laughs> I'd be like. What's for dinner? And then if I like what my grandmother was cooking, I would go up there. And you just assumed you were invited to dinner every night? I was absolutely <laughs> invited to dinner every night. I was inviting myself to dinner. <laughs> um, and I remember she used to make, like, the best chicken nuggets, like, fried chicken nuggets. Mm. And she called me up, and she's like, hey, I got some leftover chicken nuggets. Do you want some? And I'm like, sure. Yep. yep. <laughs> Coming up. So I go up there. I'm not eating them. I'm like, just something. I was like, maybe the chicken was bad. Like, <laughs> and you're just eating it. Like, Can't be rude. <laughs> so I like, ate it, and they both, my grandmother and my grandfather, just kind of like start chuckling. And I was like, like something's up with these chicken nuggets. Like, what is up with the chicken nuggets? And it was partridge. Oh, which is bird, like a bird, like a partridge in a pear tree. Yeah, partridge in a pear tree. Not anymore. It's not partridge in a chicken nugget. <laughs> I've never had partridge in my life. You literally just drive through the woods in your car, and my grandfather would just hang out the side of the window and shoot the bird from the car. <laughs> Maine. Maine is an interesting place. It's wild up there. Uh, okay, we're back in. So now mm-hmm. that everybody knows the foods we will not eat yep. or eat. Fair enough. I'm not eating grilled octopus. Okay. Uh, but they did have things like beef wellington, lobster, oysters, kind of the typical fancy. Fair. You know, food. Yeah. Um, and it's also been named the most romantic restaurant in New York City. Oh. So. Cute. Okay. Um, so, a little bit of history of the building itself. It was built in 1767. Wow. As a historic carriage house. Okay. Um, it was purchased by Vice President Aaron Burr. Okay. Um, and it was later turned into a pub and a brothel. Um, mm. And was no longer used, obviously, as a residence. Um, it was not until 1910 that it became a restaurant. Okay. Um, so nothing terrible actually like ever happened in the house. There was, mm-hmm. I mean, there was the brothel, but there was probably some shenanigans, but nothing yeah. like, there was no like Major. murders or, yeah. you know, anything like that sure. to be like super haunted. Yep. Um, but apparently according to ghost hunters and parapsychologists who have investigated the restaurant, Say there's at least 20 ghosts that mm. haunt the restaurant. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, first, it's believed to be haunted by Aaron Burr himself. Oh, okay. Um, and they think he's the guy that likes to stand um, by the fireplace. Okay. Um, 
I lived in the north, and I've been. It's probably a good place to, to be. New York in the winter, and it's cold. <laughs> you probably want to be near here, especially without your like fireplace. traditional heating that we yeah. have now. Probably <laughs> by the fireplace, get some little beef Wellington. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just living his good life. Yeah. Um, he doesn't do anything. You know, he just chills. He just kind of hangs out, and okay, you see him, and then he just kind of vanishes. Mm. Um, there's a <clears throat> a woman who is all in black, um, mm. and there's no like hard facts that this actually happened. This is kind of like a rumor mm-hmm. that people believe that she possibly broke her neck from falling down the stairs. Ooh, whoa. Um, and she's only seen walking down the stairs. Nobody's ever seen her walk upstairs. Mm. So that's why I think she fell, fell down. Um, there is a little ghost girl no, that okay. likes <laughs> to hang out in the office. Not sure if it really is a little mm-hmm. ghost girl, um, but possibly not. Um, and staff have also attempted to serve entity syndicate tables before, Ooh. and then they just vanish. Ooh, that's creepy. And so I know it kind of sounds like that could kind of be untrue, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's present day staff that have like shared their stories very recently, mm-hmm. um, and there's also been people that have quit their job because they're just like, it's it's too much. It's just a lot. Yeah. Um, nobody thinks that they're malicious ghosts. They're They're just just like chilling mischievous and Mm. kind of poltergeisty. Just just want to mess with you a little bit. Yep. Fair. Um, the current general manager, Roseanne Martino said, this is her in quotes. I've had experiences, inexplicable experiences. I've been there or been here for eight years and I have seen a lot. Um, so what do they see? Mostly they see picture frames, like, swinging, like, mm. side to side. Okay. I need a tissue. Keep talking. Okay. Is this a tissue? It is. Can I use it? Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> As it goes on to your nose. Uh, okay. Um, so the, the picture frames go side to side. Yeah. Um, machines and appliances will just click on. Mm. Um, which, to me, I'm like, yo, that's dangerous. Yeah. Don't be starting don't my be, oven. Don't be turning an oven on. What yeah. are you doing? What are you doing? Safety first. They don't care. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> we don't do. Um, a lot of times people will say that there's just like a big whoosh, like draft that goes through the bar mm. and it's not near the door or anything where you would feel a okay. draft. Yeah. Um, it's probably me as a ghost just flying by the bar. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a kill shot. <laughs> um, there's also been plates that have been thrown straight across the kitchen Ooh. and like, Nobody's around. Yeah, to do interesting. That. Um, the lights flicker often, and kind of like guess, poltergeisty yeah, activity. Okay, ghosts and staff have um, also said they've been shoved mm. before. So gotcha. I would say poltergeisty. Yeah. Um, there's another manager, Kirk Adair, described the restaurant as a forest. He said that you know that there are creatures around you, but you don't necessarily see them. Mm. Maybe out of the corner of your eye, but for the most part, they remain hidden. Oof. Like, well, it's kind of okay. creepy. So if you want to have a, a really fancy dinner and possibly a scare, then. If one is by land, two if by sea is your spot. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dang. That's a good one. Thank you. I don't know why I have so much smoke. All right. You ready? Ready. Okay. So we're going to stay in New Orleans, like I said earlier. Okay. The next restaurant I'm going to be talking about is called Muriel's. Okay. And it was, um, the building that it is in was built in 1718, which is also the year of New Orleans founding from what I read. That's so fun. old. <laughs> we had a neighbor growing up and her real name was Muriel. Mm-hmm. Um, but she goes by Moo. 
That's such a cute nickname. I've heard that before. I love that. Mm -hmm. It's very cute. Um, So kind of the history behind this building was there was a man named Claude uh, Trepignier, who was a French-Canadian who was granted land where this building is in exchange for his participation in the Bienville expedition that named New Orleans. So like essentially when it was like discovered, and I Mm -hmm. say that in air quotes. So Trepignier built a house on this land and it kind of became like a coveted location due to the design of the city that was built around it. Um, The house changed hands many times and it even sustained damage during what was called the Good Friday fires, which was a series of fires that began on the Good Friday before Easter, way, way back. Um, I forgot to grab the date on that, so I apologize. It also was converted into numerous restaurants over time, including one called the Spaghetti Factory and the Chart House Restaurant. Um, But Muriel's Jackson Square opened on March 10th of 2001, and the building was restored to its former glory, and it looks how it would in the mid-1800s. And that's what it is today. Nice. So, old building means old ghost. Nice. Uh, So, we do have to talk about one of the owners of the house, and his name was Pierre-Antoine Lepardi Jordan, I'm assuming Good that job is how. French. Yeah, I don't speak French, but I'm <laughs> doing my best here. Um, he was an owner, obviously, who really built his family's dream home in the building after the Good Friday fires in 1788. Oh, I did grab the date. Um, however, he was not, uh, he kind of had his own demons he was fighting. He had a very severe gambling addiction mm-hmm. and ended up betting his home during a poker game Ooh. and he lost. Ouch. He was so distraught and upset with himself that, trigger warning, he ended up going back home and completing suicide on the second floor of the home. So for this reason, um, this area of the restaurant is called the Seance Lounges because it's believed that Jordan spends the majority of his time here. Um, There's a lot of poltergeist activity, um, especially in the courtyard. Uh, Staff have seen glasses and plates fly across um, the courtyard and hit a brick wall. Um, it's not really known who is doing this, whether it's Jordan or, you know, just another spirit that's hanging around. Um, there have been multiple investigations in the building and a female's voice has been captured on an EVP before. Mm -hmm. So they don't know who exactly she might be, but you know, maybe she has something to do with it. Mm -hmm. But overall, the idea is that Jordan just truly loved his home and lost it in a very poor decision and unfortunately took his own life in the process, um, but has never really been able to leave. So he hangs around. Okay. So that's Muriel's. Nice. Also on the list of places we're going. Yeah. We have a lot of stops on this trip. New Orleans is going to be popping. She's going to be busy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, I've got one more. All right. Um, And this one was interesting. I wasn't going to do a third, but then I saw it and I was like, I've got to do it because this is very relevant to us. Okay. Um, if you remember, we've talked about it. Um, a couple months ago, we went to St. Augustine, Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the kind of downtown of St. Augustine is very compact. You can walk everywhere. Yep. And I remember walking past this restaurant on our way to breakfast. We didn't go there, but we walked past it. Mm-hmm. And it's called Scarlet O'Hara's. Yep. So I was like, I got to do it. Got to do it. Duh. So, um, the interesting thing about this building is that it's actually two 19th century homes that have been combined by the first floor porch. Um, so the first house was built for a man named George Coley and his fiance who ended up leaving him for another man. So that wasn't good. And I believe his fiance's name was Marina. 
So once news uh, kind of hit the bricks that Marina had left George for a soldier at Fort Marion, the rumors really began circulating around. And, you know, at the time, I'm assuming one's social standing was very important. Mm -hmm. So this would have been really detrimental to poor George. Um, He did briefly get into a relationship after her with another woman and actually ended up having her move into the house, which is now Scarlett O'Hara's, that he had built originally for Marina. Okay. However... Mysteriously, George was found drowned in a bathtub on the second floor. So it's never been really understood if it was foul play, though I'm guessing that girl Marina was coming to get her house. She probably did not like some other girl living up in there. Yep. Um, others believe he may have completed suicide in the home as well. Okay. So kind of very mysterious circumstances. The second house was not really, doesn't really have that interesting of a background. It was built for a retired uh, lighthouse keeper. Which, if you know St. Augustine, there is a big-ass lighthouse there. There is. That (laughs) is also haunted. That is also haunted. We should talk about that. Can we talk? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was about to say, I feel like we've mentioned that Mm -hmm. before. There's two little girls that... That's right. That's right. Ride their bikes around. Hang around. Yeah. Oof. Um, Well, Scarlett O'Hara's is definitely haunted. Okay. We got ghosties. Um, George's spirit is known to haunt the home, and the upstairs bar has actually, um, they're catering to that because it's been named the ghost bar in reference to this. Um, Is that the one that had the loud music playing from it all the time? I think so. Yeah. I I I just Googled a picture. Yeah. Because I I remember it, but. I remember we walked past it on our way to Maple Street Mm -hmm. um, Biscuit Company. It was kind of in that area. Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, I saw it. I was like, I gotta, I gotta look at it. Um, so George is kind of a, a trickster. He likes to trigger the security alarms. Um, he's also known to scare guests by tapping on the, them on the shoulder. And, uh, he also does what my father would be most terrified of. He likes to mess with the thermostat. <laughs> <laughs> that was a Jeff no, no in our house. Oh, it's growing up in the North. It, I what feel the tank. It? You don't crank. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Jeff's famous line was, "We're not air conditioning the whole neighborhood." <laughs> See, we were uh, different times getting hollered at for yes, the thermostat. Winter yep. time was for us. Summertime was for you. Yep, exactly. And now we can have it however we would like because we we pay to fill our own tank around we, here. <laughs> I fill my own tank now. Exactly. I'll have exactly how I want. <laughs> And now he just has to bring jackets when yeah. he comes over. <laughs> he does well. He does. I keep telling him he just needs to bring a jacket over and leave it. So when he's here, he doesn't mm-hmm. freeze to death. But, True. you know, you do what you can. I always tell him I have my thug wife. So sure if he needs it. I know. That's the punishment you get if you do not bring your own jacket over That's here. Right. All right. Um, well, let's see. There's also another spirit in Scarlet O'Hara's. Excuse me. It's been seen on the first floor. Um, he often approaches the bar down there, pulls up a bar stool, sits down, and vanishes. Nice. And it's not known who it is. Yeah. And you know, like, the bartender probably is, like, getting a cup, a glass out for him. It's just like, oh, god damn. <laughs> I guess I gotta drink it. <laughs> who is this? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Nice. Spirits We should have gone there. I wish we, we would have known that. We should have done more research. Research on Yeah. I know. I do want to go back. Maybe not when it's hot as hell. Yeah. But, um. And I would not stay where we stayed. <laughs> no. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't horrible. Your parents had a worse experience there. They did. It's my one drawback I will say about St. Augustine is if you stay in the downtown area, um, it is very close together. And the bars, uh, they... It's loud. It's loud. Like, yeah. you will hear music be- yeah. very much through it's the night. A, it's a loud city. Yeah, for sure. But very cool. Very historical. Yeah. There's a lot we didn't get to see that I would want to go back and do again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. 
I do want to do research. Our next big trip is um, going to Spain, yeah, Barcelona again. Um, I want to do some good like haunted stuff in Barcelona. It'd be really cool to find um, if they did like English uh, speaking like ghost tours. There's got to be. There's I would imagine there's got to be. There was so much English in Barcelona. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you would be good now. You could do a Spanish ghost tour. No, like ghost tour in Spanish. not that good. <laughs> you pick up more than you think you would. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm excited for that one. Wanted to do the research. Cool. Okay. Oh, you tired already? <laughs> it's, um, you know, a balmy 9.30 a.m. I'm just nap time <laughs> fair enough I stayed up till 11 30 the other night and I'm still and recovering I'm just tuckered <laughs> fair enough yeah you ready to wrap her up I think so you can come visit me on Facebook yes go see her go send her I put pics. nothing on Facebook I really should start doing more on there <laughs> like, come visit me I don't, I'm not doing anything <laughs> it's not changed but I'm still here um yes you can come see us on Instagram as well remember that's at ghoul friends podcast you can find us on Twitter at ghoul underscore friends you can find us on TikTok at Ghoul Friends Podcast. Um, let's see. If you have a listener story or you just want to email us. Um, and I know we've gotten a few more. Our friend Jason in the UK sent us over two little Excellent. stories. So thank you for that. Um, and keep them coming because, again, we love doing listener stories episodes. And we need the stories to do them. Yep. So <laughs> send them on in. Um and finally, remember that if you would like to get yourself a piece of spooky merch, you can always do that at girlfriendspod.redbubble.com. Nice. Nice. All right. Final last words? Um, I'm ready to clean the house. All right. Well, let's, <laughs> let's do that then. All right. Well, for now, we, as always, hope you have a safe and spooky week. And if you are in the United States or celebrate Thanksgiving, we hope you have a wonderful holiday. Yes. As always, I'm Celeste. And I'm Caitlin. And we're your girlfriends. Cool Got it, baby. Got it. <laughs>